Welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast dropping your trick-or-treat bag every week. Yes, currently, yes. <laughs> yes, we're on track. We're doing it. We're doing the damn thing. Keeping up with the quota? Johnson's? Johnson's? Sure. I don't know. That's right. I'm Rocky. I'm Blaze. And this week we're talking about 1982's cult classic, Pieces, the the heartwarming story of a crazed psychopathic killer with uh, sex-driven, chops up girls on a uh, college campus with a chainsaw to recreate his mother. Wait, we're not talking about the mid-2000s Velvet Revolver (laughs) single hit? (laughs) Maybe. <laughs> okay. We may be. <laughs> You'll have to find out. All right. <laughs> Maybe I was talking about the single. Is that what We're going to get into about? this. And it's actually going to be like, this is why it's actually Slash's best guitar. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I don't play guitar. Hey, your phone's going off. Hey, asshole. My phone's going off. Why? <laughs> Who could be calling you? <laughs> I don't know. It ain't a job. <laughs> Yeah, so what's been going on with you since our uh, last episode? Well, just... Uh, Other than you not silence your goddamn phone! <laughs> I'm, I'm silencing it right now. <laughs> I thought it was on silent. Uh, uh, still looking for a jab. And I've been sitting down a lot. Building hemorrhoids. Yeah, building hemorrhoids. Watching TV. Anything good? No. <laughs> this sounds like the worst. Yeah, it is a nightmare. I'm living in a nightmare realm right now. Um, somebody in Yu-Gi-Oh! is shitting me to the Shadow Realm. Um, no, there was a... Uh, uh, we did watch a movie while I was staying in Jacksonville with uh, Mama. <laughs> and uh, we watched All the Moons. Oh, yeah. So I, I didn't the watch new, it. I saw that on Shutter. Shutter. Yeah, yeah. At, at, I was kind of confused because I think it's uh, Bosque or Bosque is how you say the language. I guess it's like it was like only Bosque I know is in Star Wars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And but apparently it is a ethnic group of people around like Spain and France that have like this weird blend of Spanish and French that's called Bosque or Bosque or whatever. Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting to watch that movie because you're like, what? What are they? What are they speaking? <laughs> like, and I didn't put subtitles on, so I have no idea. No, I did, but uh, it's a very interesting sounding language, and the movie's pretty good. So, all right, yeah, yeah. I watched I watched a slap face on Shutter. Oh, did you watch it? Yeah, I knew you're talking about it. How was it? Fine. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Everybody so. else is like, oh, it's such an emotional journey and blah, blah, blah. And I, I think it's interesting because it's the story of a boy who lives with his brother, his older brother. Right. 
and their mom died in a car wreck and their dad hasn't been in the picture for a long time. Or I I think that their dad just hasn't been around a long time. I don't think he died in the car wreck also. But either way, it's just them. They just live in the house that's left to them. Okay. So and he hangs out with like bullies or something like that? He hangs out with bullies. The little, the little brother does. But his like older brother is kind of abusive. They play a game called Slap Face where they just like slap each other. Like he slaps him, then he gets slapped back. He slaps him and gets slapped back. Oh. And at first I thought it was going to be like, oh, this has like, maybe they, they're doing a ritual of some sort. Because it opens on them like, oh, so this has to be something else. No, no, this is just, the older brother is just an abusive asshole. Okay. Like, like, like he, he uses that as a disciplining technique. How old is the brother? Like in his 20s. Oh, okay. So he's legally like the guardian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so it's not like two children randomly living in a house. No, 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 no. Okay. No. And so the little brother one day, who's like a fuck up already at this age, he's kind of like a delinquent. And the sheriff is like concerned because his friends with like the mom and everything. He's like, hey, like, I keep on letting you guys off the hook, but you really need to take care of your little brother. Um, and the older brother, all he does is just like go to the bar and drink and try to pick up girls at the bar. That's all he does in this small town. And uh, one day, the, the younger brother is out with his friends. They dare him to go into a sanitarium, an old abandoned sanitarium. He goes in there because, you know, small towns, they have their old right. <laughs> sanitariums in the middle of them. They're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> he goes in there and he meets a witch and the witch befriends him and the violence ensues. Okay. Yeah. But it's not like a, like it's a witch that doesn't talk. It just makes like growl, like just growls. And it's like seven feet tall. But is and it, it's fine. Like it's not that, it sounds interesting. It's fine. Um, I, I, I think I think it's interesting what it's trying to do because it is a story of like bullying and like abuse and like you know, trauma making somebody act out and how that kind of affects everything around them. Okay. But like the writing at some point I was like, Okay, I, there's a character earlier in the film that we get introduced to where near the beginning of the film the older brother meets a girl at a bar. And right when I started hearing the dialogue, I'm like, okay, did an 80-year-old man write this? <laughs> because, like, he's sitting there, and it's like, he looks at her, and she's like, hey, that's a, that's a cool ta- that's a cool place for a tattoo to be. She has like, this little tattoo on her wrist. And she's like, ah, yeah, it's an elephant. Or no, no, she doesn't say something. It's like, can you guess what it is? It's like, it's an elephant. It's like, yeah, I got while I was in Thailand backpacking. <laughs> like, whatever. And then she just starts living at their fucking house. <laughs> what the fuck? Immediately. <laughs> Like, oh, okay, I guess the Is older brother... Is she also abusive to the little boy? No, no, oh, okay. she's really nice um, to him. So she just starts living there. And then, like, she's asked the brother, like, hey, can we go into town today? And he's like, no, I don't feel like it. And she's like, okay. She has her own fucking car. Then why doesn't she go in the town? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and then and then at one point she finds out that the, the little brother is, like, has befriended a witch. And she's like, you know what? I'm a good witch. I'm wicked. And I'm like, did 70-year-old man write this? Like, yeah. just, Oh, God. But it's not. It's a man in his, like, 30s. <laughs> and I'm just... Just some of the screenplay, just like... Okay, oh. I see that. Some of the dialogue is very cringy. Well, um, it's an interesting concept, I don't think. I think it's just a little bit too disjointed, and it's... I don't know and exactly the rules of the monster and what it's exactly it's trying to say. But I get it in general, so... Hey, it's Scully. Yeah, I, I forgot to put we forgot him our out. mascot, Scully, our mascot, that was introduced last Scully. episode. 
The little skeleton man. Oh, going, I thought him and Poochie went back home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, back you know how it is space. when we introduce new characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he's still here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, slap face. Um, did you watch? Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, we talked Joe about Bob's, it. The Joe Bob's uh, Heartbreak Trailer Park. Uh, trailer of Heartbreak. Yeah, Trailer Park of Heartbreak. Oh, whatever. Yeah. It's yeah, one you of stayed those. up for both both. Uh, yeah, features? I watched, I watched oh it gosh. all the way through this time. Because <laughs> I was like, Frankenhooker, hell yeah. yeah like, one, of, one of my favorites. <laughs> Paige was not as excited about Frank and Edgar. She's wrong. <laughs> she is wrong. Um, um, yeah, the show, it was a double feature. It was the Valentine's Day special for Joe Bob Briggs. The first feature was Black Roses, which we've talked about on this show in a previous episode. Beat him to it. Yep. Fuck you, Joe Bob. <laughs> and then, Suck on that. Then the B feature was Frank and Hooker. There were also four guests on the first feature was the Boulay Brothers, who I yep. mentioned last week because I said they were going to be on the show. And then for Frankenhooker, Frank Hennelotter and the star, James Lawrence, were both. Yeah, it, it, it was funny how Paige pointed out how she looked just like the kid in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he looks so much like him. He does. Yeah, like, I don't know. He's got one of those faces, I guess. Yeah. Oh, uh, excuse me. Keep talking. I got sneeze. Okay. Uh, blah 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 blah. Sneeze. Blaze. Sneeze. Blaze. Blah blah blah. Oh, no, I okay. Never mind. <laughs> I was trying to distract the listeners from you sneezing. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I do want to call Joe Ball on his fucking shit though. A post on Twitter. I'm gonna say it on the show for anybody that gives a fuck, which is nobody. <laughs> but I'm gonna say it. Joe Ball fucked up. He told Frank Hanalotter that he's the first director that they showed three movies of. Of his on the last drive-in, which is bullshit. I mean, he has. He showed Basket Case on the uh, first 24-hour last drive-in marathon. He showed um, uh, a brain damage on the second season. Now Frankenhooker says three. But he's not the first. William Lustig has had three movies on there before Frank Henlauter. Because he showed Maniac during season two. And then last season... He showed Maniac Cop 1 and 2 in an interview with Bill Lustig. So suck it, Frank. No, you seem like a very awesome person. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, you suck on that Lone Star. <laughs> yeah. um, Watching it, though, I, I was kind of—I was just thinking to myself how awesome it would be just to have like somebody moderate just a discussion between William Lustig and Frank Henlotter. <laughs> oh, yeah. The other thing, uh, I think the, there was like, he went on a very... Uh, unreasonably long rant about smell good stores and stuff like that. <laughs> he always goes on long rants. I know, but that one was like, I like smell good stuff. He's like, it's women stuff. It's for women. <laughs> it's like, I like candles. Like, what are you talking about, you old crotchety bastard? Are you a woman? No. Well, it sounds like you are. Big ouch. Well, no, I mean, that's always the thing about, you know, where there's the Joe Bob character start. I'm pretty sure that's just within like the Joe Bob character. That yeah. says like out of touch things like that. It's not what John Bloom thinks, you know? Right. Well, I'm glad, uh, Darcy did her Frankenhooker get up. I was hoping she would do more of the, uh, like the lip, the lip stuff like that. Oh yeah. You know how Frankenhooker moves her lip one way. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I was missing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a good, it was a, uh, I felt like that one was almost crafted specifically for you and me. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because I was like, yeah, we both love those movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you like Trick or Treat more than Black Roses, but 
Uh, yeah, I do. Name. But they they were talking about how like trick or treat is like oh. the Don Dada. We're pulling out a a, a, a a magazine over here. Yeah, so I got my issue Rue Morgan finally. Okay. <laughs> even though co- even though Books a Million got theirs late, I saw after I ordered this, well, I was waiting for my uh, issue Rue Morgue from Rue Morgue in the mail. Right. I saw that they stocked them up at Books a Million, so I could have got this earlier. So we're kind of late on this news story, but I'm gonna go through this real quick. Yeah. Anyways, do it. This is their best of 2021. Oh, they have their okay. Less the Rue Morgue, right? And I thought you'd be interested. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna get pissed. Aren't no, I? no, no, not with everything. There's just some stuff that I I'm not gonna read every category in the winner. Quiet Place Two, because if that's in uh, there. Quiet Place Two is won something, but not the big things. I think. Okay, so the big three are. And I got called out. I got what called. is the name of the writer of this article? Uh, I, it doesn't have a writer of the article. This is just, I guess, the whole like office just kind of voted, I guess. Oh, okay. It doesn't have a specific writer. So I guess it's just the Rue Morgue. For so anybody when that I doesn't say, know, Rue Morgue oh. Magazine is a horror magazine from Canada. Been uh, around a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think as long as Fangoria. But no, 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 no. No, because no. even with Fangoria, the original run yeah. was way longer because they started back in like what the 70s 80s oh yeah. yeah i still have some of those uh uh blockbuster sale fangoria movies yeah so. yeah and then they stopped and then of course they came back in 2018 i wish they'd make the movies again um they are which one i think so um i haven't seen any fangoria they movies put out um that one about the cult uh came out a couple years ago didn't they the void no 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 not the void the one with uh daddario uh is that Alexandra Daddario? Is that the actress's name? She's got like the really, really blue eyes. But she's like, oh, we're like the goth punk rock girls, but they're actually like part of a cult. It came out like maybe a year or two ago. I don't recall. I think Fangoria produced that. Oh, okay. Um, but it, yeah, so the big three, which also I got called Rue Morgue on their shit. I'm calling shit on everybody. Do it. I'm, I'm all kinds of accidents <laughs> from, from trusted publications. All right. So the best feature film, Malignant. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Take it, please. Fuck you, rumor. <laughs> Best TV is Midnight Mass. Okay. Yeah, that's that's And here's really here good. it is. Best first feature. Candyman. I, I I thought it was my Wait. Didn't you have a there was an argument to this that you had last time? No, it's not an argument. That's not Nia DaCosta's first film. Oh, best first feature. Yeah. Oh, as in first movie directed. Yeah. This is her second movie. What the fuck? Why did you not? <laughs> why did you not do any research on IMDb, that category? That's yeah. all you had to do. You can Wikipedia it. Anything. <laughs> this is her second feature. You're in a magazine. We're in a <laughs> yeah. we're in a shitty little podcast. We can fuck up. You can't fuck up. You have a magazine. Unless they mean her first horror film, like a first horror film, which is a stupid category, <laughs> but. It just says best first feature. What the fuck? Meaning that's not her debut movie. It's her second film. Wow, man. Calling them out. Shots fired by Rocky. Yes. Planet Apple's <laughs> podcast. Fuck you, Rue Morgue. <laughs> we um, know more. <laughs> uh, here's some of the other categories. 
Uh, most binge-worthy is Squid Game. I still haven't watched it. It's still good. Yeah, it's um, good. Best TV special. I completely disagree with this. You, It is funny they say best binge because we totally binged that. Yeah, right? I, I know a lot of people did. Yeah. The only thing I have against is it, it, it kind of overshadowed Midnight Mass because it came I, out at the same time. Right. Well, yeah, I we actually watched it before Squid Game Midnight is way Mass. funner than Midnight Mass, I'm sure. It is way more fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, best TV special. Elvira's 40th anniversary, very scary, very special special. No. I mean, it was House on Haunted Hill. It was. Well, it was and the Elvira movie. We talked about this whenever it came out. I, I love Elvira. I love Elvira also. But, but it's, a, it's a triple feature, and there's probably about 15 minutes of Elvira in it. That yeah, not most a good of it's just watching the movies. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the third feature is way too slow and long. Yeah. <laughs> it's no. a good movie, but... Uh, I, <sighs> Yeah, no, I, like I liked the special, and it's always good seeing Elvira out there doing her thing. And but this beat out all the Joe Bob specials that came out last a, year. No, that makes no sense. <laughs> that makes zero that beat sense. His Christmas special, his Halloween special, his Valentine's Day special. I mean, I don't think anything will beat last year's Christmas special to me, because that was Dial Code Santa Claus. Oh, that was a lot, year before last. Now. Oh, that's what I meant. I yeah. meant I meant twenty twenty nine. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty. I'm I I'm mixing up dates. Okay. Yeah. Uh but yeah, no, that, that I love that. I love that Christmas special also. Yeah, that one's amazing. Um let's see. Standout performance for TV, Hamish Linklater for Midnight Mass, who plays the priest. Yeah, he is really great. Um let's see. Most of our, you know, there's a movie that won a couple things on here, and it's a movie I meant. I feel like if I would have saw it before, it made my top ten list. I still haven't watched it, but um, I need to. I'm sure it would have been my top ten because it seems like something right up my alley, just sleazy enough. Okay, but uh, Tatane, Tatane, yeah, the the movie about the chick that fucks a car and gets impregnated by it. Oh yeah, no, I saw that, but I didn't actually watch the movie. Um, okay, so most likely to start a long running franchise is Fear Street. I could see that. I could see that. Um, best documentary is What Lands Dark and Days Bewitched, The History of Folk Horror. Was that last year? It came out late last year because it got released with that uh, box set. Oh, okay. So it just came on Shutter this year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a really good documentary. Um, best anthology film or TV, VHS 94, which eh. we talked about. Eh. Uh, let's see. Um Best soundtrack I disagree with. Uh, let me th- see what you think. Fear Street Part 1. No, disagree. <laughs> Too many songs. <laughs> I mean, spent a lot of money on it. Uh, best score, Halloween Kills. <laughs> disagree. But John Carpenter. I get that. <laughs> I, I just can't remember anything it's, memorable from there the wasn't, Halloween Kills There score. wasn't. I, the only thing memorable is the original song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best special effects, Psycho Goreman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, biggest disappointment, Halloween Kills. <laughs> yeah. That, actually, okay, Rue Morgue, you're back in my good graces. Um, best Blu-ray DVD packaging, the Evil Dead Groovy Collection. I didn't see it. So it comes with Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, Ash vs. Evil Dead. What about Army of Darkness? Exactly. It's not in the collection. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> And it was a lot of controversy when it came out. People were like, why is Army of Darkness not here? So I wouldn't put it on there just for that. Yeah, no, fuck that. That's stupid. But this is best Blu-ray packaging. So I best, guess. Yeah. I don't know what it looks like, um, though. So. Best album, Amigo the Devil, Born Against. I like Amigo the Devil. Me too. 
let's see what else we got. Um, do, 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 I wouldn't do, say do, it's do, my do. favorite album, but <laughs> okay. You will know this more than I do. Another reason why I want to read this article: best video game. Oh, they got the best video game and best indie game. So the best video game is Mundown. Mundown. M U N D A U N. That's like a who's it published by? Hidden Fields. No, I actually no? never heard of it. <laughs> um, Fuck me, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> and best indie game is Cruelty Squad. Okay, Cruelty Squad I have played a little bit of. That's pretty fun. Is it good? Yeah, it's not bad. Okay. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say it's the best, though. Definitely not as good as the super interesting game we have to talk about today. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Um, <laughs> what? 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 Mon Down. M-U-N-D-A-U-N. M-A-N. M-U-N-D-A-U-N. D-A-U. I might be just pronouncing it wrong. I don't know. What the hell? But uh, they also have a best tabletop game in SLA Industries or SLA Industries. Have you heard of that? You, you do more tabletop yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, than I love tabletop stuff. What yeah. is it? SLA Industries or SLA Industries? No, haven't no? played that one. Man, I'm they, they do, got me do on Do you there. love these things, please? Because it seems I like you fucking not. don't, <laughs> you poser. Man, I'm going to have to look into this game. Like, this is actually pretty interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right, cool. Um. Let's see what else we got. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, best nonfiction book. I know you'll agree with this. Mm-hmm. Best nonfiction book: Bleeding Skull, a 1990 oh, Crash yeah. Odyssey. Oh hell yeah! Which we both have. Yeah, thanks to you. And also, well, no, I can't say because it it's somebody's gift. I don't want him to hear this episode before I'm able to get to him Saturday. <laughs> but somebody else is getting this book. I, I bought this book for a few people for Christmas. It is an amazing book, <laughs> and um, I, I it hurts me to know that I only own like three tapes in there. Yeah. Yeah. What? That's why you have it. Yeah. <laughs> so I need I've dude, I've been looking for anything I could like none of those tapes are easy to find. Yes. Um, let's see. Best art book, Art of Goosebumps. I didn't even know that was a thing. You would oh. love that. Um, yeah, I love I love that stuff so. Uh best trend, folk horror revival. Yeah, I like that. Uh, worst trend movies over two hours long which i've been i mean that that's not a new thing that's a, yeah that's a trend that's been going on for the past six years i mean i mean if it's good enough to be that long but most movies aren't yes uh most welcome comeback chucky yeah i would say uh well, i don't know well scream was this year never mind um least anticipated in 2022 halloween ends <laughs> yep most anticipated in 2022 and this will be the last bit of news because it'll come up, connect to something else I want to ask you about that this reminded me of. Most anticipated in 2022. Nope. Directed by oh, Jordan Oh, yeah, Peele. Jordan Peele, yeah. Did you watch the trailer? Yeah, I did, I did not. No. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they released a two-minute trailer for it. Does it look good? Uh, we'll talk about next episode <laughs> once oh, you watch okay. it. okay. No, it does look good, I but I don't know what the fuck is going on. It looks like maybe an alien film. I don't know. Okay. I'm into that. Yeah. So what do you think of that list? Uh, I I I could definitely agree that Halloween ends is not something I'm looking forward to. Not after that second one. Not after that second one. But aren't you excited for tomorrow? What's tomorrow? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, fuck me, it is. <laughs> oh god, I'm gonna be stuck watching that hunk of shit. I know I'm gonna watch it. We'll we'll talk about it next. I'm week. wearing a Texas Chainsaw shirt right now. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> We'll talk about it next week after we watch it. I mean, I'm hoping because the story 
it's produced and the story came, uh, was done by Fetty Alvarez, who did the Evil Dead remake and the first Don't Do you work tomorrow? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Damn. Because my job is a piece of shit. Makes me work. You remember that? No. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I was going to watch it earlier in the day before I go in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably going to make a night out of it. There you go. Great. Gonna, uh, you just want to ruin your night. <laughs> so you just lay in bed I'm going to have popcorn and I'm going to have my, my uh, hate masturbation hand going. You know, when you're really angry, you just case. masturbate about it. And she'll just be like, like, please stop. Like, I'm on the couch yeah, with you. She's like, can you please like, do no, this doesn't, this doesn't call back to Toby Uber at all. Oh, why has he just been sitting there for 50 years not killing more people? Ah. Yes. I hate jizz everywhere. This going to be great. But speaking of chainsaws, we do a movie with chainsaws. We sure do. That's not... 2022 Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but 1982's Pieces. Trailer time. Trailer park. Warning. What you will see in the movie Pieces cannot be revealed, cannot be described, cannot even be imagined. And you don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. Pieces. It's exactly what you think it is. Pieces. Absolutely no one under 17 will be admitted. So, as the trailer states, it's exactly what you think it is. And it's amazing. (laughs) It's Pieces knew right out the gate what it was. The marketing team... Whenever it got sent to America, I guess, was just like, yep, how do we advertise this? It's exactly what you think it is. They put it on you all the... You don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. <laughs> they put it on all the posters. It's exactly what you think it is. But that is a great little trailer we played. Oh, it is an amazing trailer. Probably uh, one of the best trailers. I mean, that's how a trailer should be. That That is exactly seconds. how a trailer should be. <laughs> We're just going to fuck shit up with a chainsaw and you're going to fucking love it. And it's like, yeah, I will. Even if movies, even if movies aren't or have nothing to do with the chainsaw, like aren't about somebody killing. Yeah, just have a chainsaw. Just have the voiceover talk about chainsaws anyways. (laughs) Yeah, just have that scene of them crying in the notebook, but it keeps stopping (laughs) in a chainsaw. (laughs) (laughs) Just obnoxiously loud. No, what, do them. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? It's like, you want chainsaws? Well, you don't have to go to Texas. <laughs> Suck it, Gosling. You could go to Lowe's, Home Depot, Walmart, anywhere they sell chainsaws. Um... So, Pieces came in 1982. It was directed by Juan Picur Simon. Okay, I thought it was Simone and not Simon. <laughs> uh, it, it is, uh, yeah, Simone. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's, that's why he has the little, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and written by Dick Randall, who is mainly a producer. They worked on another movie uh, together called Slugs? Or the uh, they, they did Slugs, but they, um, he also produced another movie for Simone called Supersonic Man. Oh, okay, yeah. That stars Cameron Mitchell. Cameron Mitchell. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I need to know. 
Um, he is supersonically drunk. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, also, an uncredited writer on it was Roberto Loyola, which is a uh, producer. But it's basically Dick Randall and uh, Simone. This is their this is their baby. It was uh, made in Spain, even though the movie's set in Boston, and even though. <laughs> Simone has ne- had never been to America. Has still never been to America, as far as I know. Still? Oh, That's what wow. I hear. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can tell it's definitely not America. Yeah, no. It's like, this is Boston? Like, okay. That's like weird. Boston looks nicer. <laughs> Somehow. I yeah. never thought I would say that. <laughs> I never thought anything <laughs> would look better than Boston. Um, and it stars Christopher George. And Linda Day, George, his wife, who uh, they had been being like 10 movies together. They, they started a lot of things. Christopher George was an actor that worked with uh, John Wayne a lot. Um, he's a bunch of different TV shows and stuff. People that are fans of horror like us probably know him best from like City of the Living Dead, the mm-hmm. Lucio Fulci movie, and uh, Mortuary, <laughs> which Linda Day, George co-stars with him in that also yeah you love that movie oh yeah it's great oh man you were and so he, into y- it young bill paxton is in that yep um but they both starred alongside each other a lot this was actually the movie no sorry mortuary was the last movie christopher george made before he died in 1983 um and after he died linda day george retired from acting and, and died <laughs> now she's still alive oh is she, she? she got remarried years later yeah come on this shit. but apparently they had a great working <laughs> relationship um but yeah, uh, Christopher George is a, a, a detective in it, and uh, along with Frank Brana, who plays the other. Inspector. Yeah, Frank uh, Frank Brana is a, a Spanish actor who. He was in Slugs. <laughs> he was in a shitload of spaghetti westerns. Yeah. He's actually in. He's worked with all three of the Sergios: Sergio oh, wow. Leone, Sergio Corbucci, and Sergio Salima, who are like the big three of spaghetti westerns. He was just always a heavy or, like, that guy in the gang. He was never, like, one of the main characters. He was always just one of those thug characters. Yeah. <laughs> one of the heavies. Uh, most of the movies. Uh, and he plays, yeah, Christopher George's partner. And, um, yeah. Uh, what, what, uh, <clears throat> where, where should we start? <laughs> where, should, where should we start well, with this? Well, I think we'll start with the very beginning. Okay. And we'll um, just bring up tidbits as we kind of go along. Yeah. All right. Well, if you guys haven't seen this and you do want to watch it, you should stop the podcast and go watch it. I think you can find Shutter. It's on Tubi, I think. It's on Tubi because we're going to spoil this one. Again, <laughs> Tubi is a free streaming service. We've talked about it so many times. You got so much stuff If on there. you don't have it, get it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Find it. Yeah. Click it. Yes. Bop it. <laughs> Twist it. Twist it. Okay. Yank um, it. Yank it. Slap it. Yank it. Yank it. Fuck Spit it. Spit on it. Yank it. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think my assignment says was fuck. My bobby was fucked up. <laughs> was, I think it was a... <laughs> Finger it. <laughs> Insert into yourself. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to say these yeah, things. I don't know. It says don't put it. Oh, fuck. somebody put this. Uh, they, they hit the switch to horny. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So we start off. With uh, a young boy in the 1940s playing with a pornographic puzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting For some it reason together. that he has. Oh, they, they explain why he has it. Yeah, his dad. Yeah. Or whatever. And his uh, mother is outside the door and you hear her looking for him. She comes in the door 
and goes, oh my fucking god, just like that. <laughs> she is a terrible mom, yeah. right off the bat. Yeah, uh, but So she flips out when she sees the puzzle uh, of pornography that her little boy is putting together and starts talking about how he'll end up just like her, his shitty stupid father <laughs> pervert of a father <laughs> starts throwing things around and um screams at him to get a uh a garbage bag uh for uh her to throw out all of his things which uh i don't know if you saw this but a little fun fact that somebody pointed out is that this was set in 1942 yeah um Plastic garbage bags were not invented until nineteen. Oh yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I remember Joe Bob talking about that whenever he had the uh, whenever he showed pieces. Yeah, so yeah. people in the forties would have been like, "I'm what? <laughs> Get a excuse me? You need a what? <laughs> no, you meant to say they didn't have them anywhere except for Spain. Sure, <laughs> you mean America? No, no, I mean Spain. No, that was America. That was Boston. <laughs> that was Boston. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Boston and he Okay, I won't go. Get the garbage. So garbage bags. The little boy comes back and obviously not knowing what a plastic garbage bag is, grabs an axe by accident. <laughs> He's like this thing? By accident. <laughs> <laughs> and uh proceeds to uh bash his mother's motherfucking brains in. Yeah. And um Later on, a uh, neighbor is knocking on the door trying to get a hold of her and um, brings the police along after not being able to get an answer at the door. Uh, They proceed in the room that is spattered with blood, open the first closet on the right, and find the little boy's mother's head on top of the dresser. (laughs) And in the next room... There's a lying little boy. No, he's he's in the other closet. The other closet, Yeah. yeah. And he's a liar. Yeah, saying there was a big man that came in. Yeah, his, his acting's great. The dubbing mommy, is great. Mommy, mommy, big man, mommy, <laughs> big mommy, man. big man, big man, big man, mommy. And the, and the cops, the cops, and the 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 lady took oh. it very easily. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know she was like, oh dear, this is just dreadful. <laughs> it's like somebody <laughs> broke her favorite teacup. Yeah. Also, Boston. Why are you? Why is everybody having an English accent? <laughs> because that's how we speak in America. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> Duh. By Joe. <laughs> Welcome to play. Sorry, that's how, we, that's how we. That's how we. all talked in the forties. Sorry. Because whenever it, whenever time jumps to the seventies or eighties, everyone's back to normal. Yeah, everybody's talking but, like. Uh, like they're from someplace. <laughs> well, the police officers don't have an accent. No. And uh, they accidentally use the same guy and the same voices to do them. Later on? No, in that scene. Oh. Like it, it was supposed to be two different voice actors, but they oh, just split up yeah. the same guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, and after seeing this and seeing a bloody axe in the room and the little boy hiding in the closet and no signs of a break in. They automatically assumed there was a break-in. Mm-hmm. And they said, don't worry, son. You're safe now. Right. And it's like, yeah, but you're not fucking safe from that little shit. That's it, what porn does to you. You will <laughs> kill your mother with an axe. 
I need to call my mom real quick. <laughs> mom? <laughs> Make sure I didn't kill her. <laughs> mom? Did I do something bad? Um, yeah, even though he's covered in, <laughs> covered covered in blood. Covered in blood. They don't even try to like, maybe we should try to find fingerprints or yeah. something. Well, in the 40s, I don't think that was the thing yet. Yeah, but... Fingerprint identification, I don't fingerprints think Fingerprints weren't? I, I don't think were so. In the 40s. What Sherlock Holmes do? <laughs> What did he do? How do he solve crimes? Uh, a lot of hearsay. <laughs> a lot doing coke. Yeah. Doing a lot of drugs. Because, uh, sorry, quote unquote, it kept his mind sharp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so time jumps. Yep. And now we're on a college campus in Boston. Um, and uh, Same... Uh, 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 skateboarder girl. That's where it starts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have wonderful... Sk- yeah, we were, like, blanking there for a second. Skateboarder girl is going towards a mirror. And... Ah, yes, it's, a, it's, it's the old shtick of, like, two guys, like, carrying a plate of glass. Plate of glass. Yeah. Very, very, very slowly. Yeah, it's just like, just get off the skateboard. Now, apparently the unedited scene is that the girl breaks through the glass... And he sees the pieces, like, of her on the mirror. Mm-hmm. And that's where the the dean gets the idea. Oh. Apparently. Okay. And, uh, yeah, also, it is the same girl that is in the next scene of the movie. Oh, it is? She, yeah, that's the same but girl. But it makes no sense. She, she's yeah. fine in the next scene. Yeah, she's fine studying the next scene. It is her. Confirmed. The actress confirmed. Yes. Oh. That is me. And both. And it, Why's the scene even in there, though? It was supposed to be a scene explaining yeah, like, where the idea came from. Oh, of course, because they needed to pout it out, so yeah, they just they, put it in. Yeah, so they just threw it in there. Yeah. But it just skips from her breaking through a giant plate of glass into studying and trying to look kinky while doing it. Yeah, she's just laying on the ground, uh, you know, outside. Sensually. <laughs> and she thinks that... The groundskeeper, Willard, is is cutting trees nearby. But that is not Willard. But it's not Willard. It's a psychopath with a chainsaw and she gets all sliced up. Yes. And he that, slices her head off. So now we, we have a psychopath on the loose on this college campus. And now it's kind of like a giallo because it has some of the giallo tropes of uh, there's a black gloved killer. We're trying to figure out who it is. It's going now, around killing women. Did you know... That he actually based the killer off of the shadow and didn't take inspiration from Giallo. <laughs> He's like, oh, I want him to look like the shadow. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, That's pretty he cool did. I was, I was reading into that and I was like, really? Because everyone's like, yeah. He was like, no, I, I I didn't mean for it to be Giallo. Like, yeah. But he's like, it kind of fits the bill. Yeah. But he was like, I actually based him off the comic book character and radio character, the shadow. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so now we have a, a, a guy running around, slicing people up with a chainsaw. Yep. We have a groundskeeper that has a chainsaw that is the worst red herring. <laughs> the yes, worst red herring the ever. Bluto. Yeah, <laughs> played by Paul L. Smith, who played uh, Bluto in, in the Robin Williams Popeye film. Yep. He was in other things also, but he's a big, big, scary-looking guy. Fucked up eye. Yeah, he has a yeah, lazy eye, I guess, or something like that. Something like uh, that. Like, closes when he turns. Yeah. Um, and, of course, they're like, look, well, he has a chainsaw. And every time he walks the room with a chainsaw, he's like, hey, that's my chainsaw. 
Must be him. Yeah, and then... Look how big and scary he looks. And honestly, like, almost set it up to look like uh, Kendall, the young man, was the killer in the first scene. So we have a main character named Kendall. Let's talk about Kendall. Let's talk about fucking stupid Kendall. So Kendall, I guess, is our protagonist. It's not Christopher George. Nope. Uh, It's not Linda Day George. Um, I'd say it's half and half. <laughs> yeah, her Linda's her, Linda yeah. and yeah. So Kendall is a student at the college, and all the girls want to fuck him because I guess in Spain, in the eighties, um, women had like a Dustin Diamond kink. I don't know where you're getting Spain. <laughs> this was filmed oh, in sorry, America. Boston. Sorry, you're right. You've seen the flags well, everywhere. Bo- Every room has a flag. In Boston in the 80s, all the women had a Dustin Diamond kink. Uh, because fucking Kendall's a fucking nerd that looks like Dustin Diamond. He does. He does look like Dustin Who people Diamond. know better as Screech from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I mean, they... But for some reason, we're like, no, he's a complete ladies' man. I'm like, There are he? literally people in this movie begging to have sex with him. They're literally begged to fuck Please. him. Please. Please, I will sleep. That is a scene in the movie. I You're right. I will yeah. sleep if you give me love. Yeah, and you see his junk. Yeah, you see his not bed. impressive. So it's not like it's a huge hog. It's not unimpressive, <laughs> but it's not impressive. Yeah, it's just regular. It's just a normal guy. Yeah, normal guy. Like just just some so, schlub. But apparently, he knows uh, he knows how to work it. So yeah, girls are like, "Hey, meet me at the pool." So he can. Maybe he's like, I have a condition where I can't come. And they're like, wow, that's perfect. <laughs> like, well, no, no, I, I gave you a letter so you can come and meet me. All right, moving on. Go on. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Put your hands down. <laughs> <laughs> I win. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, and that's what happens earlier in the film is that she's like, come meet me in the pool so we can have sex. But before he gets there, she gets all this girl that invites him to the pool gets all chopped up with the chainsaw, and he walks in. Yep. Actually, he's at a lot of the crime scenes. The cops don't find it weird, like at all. Immediately at the crime scene. Yeah, he's like, "Oh no, I was coming here to bang." It's like you could have wrote this letter. This isn't proof of fucking anything. <laughs> but the cops just taking a good faith, like, "Oh yeah." Oh yeah, I mean, literally, his excuse for being there is, "I just felt something fishy." Yeah, and he's like, "Damn, that's a solid alibi." <laughs> like, I can't book him on that. He thought there was something fishy, and he was right. Like, Christopher George is like, "Nice, yeah, I get it, cause it's at the water." Oh, you can't put fish in a pool though. <laughs> like, the chlorine would kill him. I mean, you can, but they'll be dead. Yeah. Um, and of course, right after that, Willard also walks. And he's like, "There's my chainsaw," and but the cops he sees just... Kendall running away. Yeah. and he goes to get Kendall. Yeah, and the cops just attack him, and he starts fighting like three cops. Yeah, and then almost immediately after they arrest him, like, "Oh yeah, he had nothing to do with this," and they just release him. And yeah, he and then he's right back to work. He's the worst red herring character there is. I don't know. The professor's pretty red herring too. Okay, so this school, <laughs> this school is filled with suspects. This school is just professors. <laughs> This school is just students. Well, I mean, all schools are students and professors and stuff like that. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, well, that's kind of how they work. But they're, but they're specific professors. Very specific. More so, like, <laughs> it's like, so you have a professor of anatomy. 
And then you have a professor of kung fu, we find out. Yes. And let's explain that story really quick. Because Linda Day <sighs> is randomly attacked in the movie. Well, we, we haven't explained it. Okay. Yeah. Let's back up a couple beats. Yeah. So, we're going too far. So too Linda quick. Day, George. So the killings are going around. The cops are trying to find out who the killer is. We might get hacked up with a chainsaw for the most part. A couple get stabbed. But, um. Christopher George is like, hey, we have a cop on the force, and we're going to put her undercover as the new tennis coach, or probably the professor tennis coach yeah. <laughs> at this, uh, professor of tennis at the school, played by Linda Day George, who used to be a professional tennis player, who is turned now cop. cop. <laughs> so she's instantly recognizable. She'd be the worst undercover cop right, ever, because she was a famous tennis player. As a tennis player, which I guess, in a way... Since everyone is surprised when they find out she's a cop, yeah, I guess it makes sense that she would go to the school as a tennis instructor, yeah, and everyone be like, okay, like that makes sense. We're yeah. just a great school. But, but is that her only thing? Is like every case that has to have a tennis player, she goes, well, because <laughs> she couldn't do any other undercover tennis work. Professor, yeah, tennis professor. She couldn't go undercover, okay. like do a drug bust where she's like, oh, look, I, I'm a drug dealer. They're trying to get. Get get some weight in the game. It's like, no, you're the tennis player. It's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that probably wouldn't help. You know, it's like, like, I use performance enhancing drugs for my tennis. And it's like, ah, I busted a steroid ring. It would be like Serena Williams quits playing tennis. It's like, I'm a cop now. Not only am I a cop, I'm an undercover cop. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you're Serena Williams. No, I'm not. And it's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, no, you are. You're, you're, you're Serena very famous. Williams. Like, so a famous tennis player that people know quits being a to be an undercover cop. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, Andre Agassi. I'm going to need you to turn in your badge and your gun and your racket. <laughs> It's like, no, I have been training my whole life. <laughs> Damn it, Agassi, you're a loose cannon. You can't be lobbing balls at people all day while you're trying to be undercover. Hell, you taught Pablo Escobar how to play tennis better than anyone on the force. You're out of here. You know how much money that costs the department? Um. So yeah, if so, you haven't gotten enough Andre Agassi references lately, there you go. There's more. <laughs> there you go. There's an Andre Ooh. Agassi. You remember him, famous tennis player? All right, moving on. <laughs> He's an undercover cop now. He's an undercover cop, but I bet he could probably get away with it at this point. Yeah, probably. <laughs> He's been uh, out of tennis for a while. I think. Uh, I don't know that, but we're just gonna pretend like it's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He probably has one. Um. So. So, for some reason, the cop's just like, hey, Kendall, uh, you can just hang out with us and try to solve this mystery. Yeah, yeah they're just like, you Random know what? college kid. He's got, he's got intuition, and yeah. we need that. He's, like, he's accidentally stumbled into a couple crime scenes, and he has yeah. a vague interest. Better, better. Maybe that's what I should apply for. Maybe that's why I'm not getting a job, but just better. be like, oh, you want to be a cop? All right. <laughs> Are you racist? You're, no, we'll work on it. Yeah, like, you're, you're, you're better than that, Blaze. <laughs> yeah, we'll work on it. We'll get you there. Um, don't worry. The system will corrupt you quick. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're, they're immediately like, hey, uh, have you, here, here's our undercover, here's our, our undercover operative. Or, um, and he's like, oh, you're the tennis player, immediately. Yeah, like, he's like, like, oh yeah. my God, you're blah, 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 whatever her name yeah. is. 
you're, you're Linda Day George's character. And she's like, yep. It's like, I'm going undercover. I'm going to be your tennis coach. And we're going like, to try to solve the mystery together. At all, but okay. Yep. Also, I like the fact that there's multiple murderers happening around this university, but the dean's like, we need to keep this the hush hush and not inform the students. Like, they yeah. would be so worried. And it's Even like, though, like, five students have already gotten killed. Yeah. And it's like, how is nobody, like, know about this? Everyone's like, what? There's a killer on the Somebody list? literally got their head chainsawed off. <laughs> Somebody was chopped up into pieces at, ooh, at the pool. <laughs> I said it. Yeah, I, I said, said the it. title. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, now Linda Day George is undercover on the premises. Uh, She's Ke- pretty useless. <laughs> and Kendall's there. Why? <laughs> Why? Because uh, he's got guts. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's got spunk and, and he's got he, the curly-headed fuck. He's, he's, yeah. The curly-headed fuck has got spunk. <laughs> the women like his spunk. Yes, this fucking nerd. And he's a complete loser also. Like, his friend's a complete fucking loser also. They're both... They're, they're, they're clearly like the dorks. What but. does he say when he his friend just randomly shows up in a mask and yeah. pulls it off and he goes... Does that scare you or something? Yeah. Ha ha... Scared you. Yeah. And turns around and walks off into the darkness. Like disappears like an art film. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, it's a Louis Benuel film, which um, actually funny enough, <laughs> um, Simone compared pieces to the works of Louis Benuel. Okay. He says it's a masterpiece. It's his masterpiece. But uh, <laughs> it's his masterpieces. Masterpieces. Um, yeah. So... While they're trying to investigate, one day they're walking. Uh, one evening they're walking back. Um, well, she's, or, or walking, she's back. walking back. Well, he drops her off where right. she's staying. No, no, yeah, and but he comes back later. Yeah, well, yeah. you go and tell it. Is this a, we're, we're t- yeah. okay? So she is attacked by a martial artist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we this. Uh, so there is no explanation for it in the movie other than. He starts doing all these kicks at her, and she's going ah ah, and he's like ah ah. What well, what what happens is that that they were investigating a lead, or someone got or did someone just get killed, and they both. Either way, there, it was a lead. I think Kendall drops her off wherever she's staying on the motorcycle. She's walking to her door. A man comes around the corner, an Asian it, man attacks her with kung fu. Attacks her, like violently attacks her. <laughs> And uh, so she's just for a random woman, <laughs> so a random person at all. <laughs> she knocks him down. Yeah, and fucking Kendall comes back. He's like, "Ah, oh, don't worry about him. I'm sorry. This is my kung fu and professor. Yeah, your kung fu professor. Kung fu professor. What university are you at, sir? Got Boston does not have a kung fu program. I looked into it. Yep, there is no kung fu program in Boston. Was it in the seventies or eighties? No, there was never a kung fu professor in Boston University. But so the producer Dick was working on some spaghetti western or not spaghetti westerns but western movies or, or martial arts movies jeez i don't know but, where but, i'm getting that from but but the guy also says something whatever he's like oh something very uh stereotyped 
he says something like, oh, he I says, thought oh, she was. bad chop suey. Oh, yeah. He says, oh, it must have been bad chop suey. And then and runs like, off. He's like, bye. Waves and like, runs what off. What the fuck was that? Because <laughs> like, he got knocked out immediately. Which, by the way, if he got knocked out that fast. Not a Like, I wouldn't want that to be my Professor Kung Fu anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but the producer dick, Randall, was... Uh, uh, doing some martial arts movies and again we've talked about how this movie needed padding so the person in it was bruce lee not the bruce, bruce lee bruce lee bruce lee okay. because, because the got, impersonator got of one bruce e. lee yes <laughs> and uh he was working with him and they just threw him in the movie for no reason. Yeah. Well, There's not even cut scenes from that. That's just the scene. Dick like, Randall produced, yeah, five films that star Bruce Lee for the Shaw brothers. And then just like, hey, can I put my friend in this movie? And Simone's like, sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. Um, in the 70s, there was a huge blow up of Bruce Lee impersonators after Bruce Lee's death. Trying to still cash in on the image. Guys that all have similar name, but weren't Bruce Lee. So there's Bruce Lee. The really famous one was Bruce Lai. Um, there's Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Yeah, L-I. <laughs> Bruce Lai. Uh, Bruce Lee, L-E-I. Um, there, there were a whole bunch. There were like eight or nine of these different yeah. actors. They were trying to cash in on. But Bruce Lee was one of them. And uh, yeah, he just randomly in the movie. Um, good, good of him to stop by. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming. He's like, oh, bad chop suey. Yep. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, way to make this movie kind of racist. <laughs> like, kind of. Yeah, no, that's that is very very stereotyped. But uh, I, it just makes no sense. But yeah, yeah. So moving on. <laughs> uh, I know there is a. Uh, a murder shortly after this scene that me and Rocky had <laughs> noticed a very fun little thing on. Yeah. Um, uh, earlier in the film, they mentioned how the school has a waterbed, which is why. Just in a room. Just in a room. Just a waterbed or at, the, at the gymnasium area. And or, everyone, yeah. like, I, uh, I believe the line is, I love getting laid in a waterbed yeah. and smoking pot. Yeah. And I was Who like, doesn't? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I guess. I've never tried it. I feel like I feel like it's hard to fuck on a waterbed. I wouldn't know. <laughs> you want to find out? Oh. <laughs> um I remember at sleepovers Ryan had a waterbed. <laughs> oh, yeah. We slept on that. But uh it was really just uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I've never been a fan of waterbeds. And we never fucked on it once. Yeah, like, what a jerk. Yeah, he's really not a great sleeper. I know that friend. uh what my, when my mom and dad first started dating, my mom had a uh, waterbed. And she said it's fun as fuck to fuck on it. So I don't know. Your mom said? No, I'm kidding. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> no. No. <laughs> like I can never imagine your mom saying <laughs> no. that. But uh whatever the whatever he slept over like the first night you slept over, um, which they probably fucked on They said they woke up the next, she woke up the next day. And she's like, she's like, where's like Dave? Like she, for a second that she thought he just like laughed. She's like, Dave, where are you? And she turns around and he's stuck. 
in the side of the bed, like where where the is frame he just is. Passed out? Huh? Is he asleep? Yeah, he was he was stuck in between the bed and the frame because the water bed so it like sinks around like the edges. And so he's just stuck in the crevice. How do you fall asleep like that? He, I mean, just during the night, like I guess, like he just, just like, slipped in. Yeah, just slipped in while like turning in his sleep. <laughs> like the next day, he's like stuck in there. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, they probably fucked on it. Okay, parent sex. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, there is a uh, a not very important reporter woman going around the campus trying to talk to the dean for one scene, and that's about it. And then she's going around the campus after the kung fu professor uh, attacks Linda Day, and she just goes into this open room, and uh, she walks into what apparently is the water bedroom, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe is a, a water room bed class 101. <laughs> like, with Professor Waterbed. With Professor the, the Waterbed. The waterbed is actually Professor. Hello, students. It's me, your professor. <laughs> I'm going to teach you the fun of fucking all waterbed and smoking pot. <laughs> <laughs> like I love Professor Waterman. <laughs> Please put your ass on my face. <laughs> <laughs> and then Professor Waterbed is murdered in this scene. He is actually he is murdered. Uh, so the reporter walks in, and for some reason, uh, the killer is just randomly following the reporter now. Yeah. Um, he turns off. Uh, the or shuts the room doors, turns off the light in the room. Also, another weird part: waterbed with a room with a window in front of it. Yeah, very strange. Yes, lights turn off in there. Out comes the killer, throws her on the waterbed. He has a butcher knife. Kills Professor Waterbed. <laughs> he steps right through it's the waterbed. Waterbed leaking all over the place. So, um, <laughs> he takes the knife to plunge into the back of her head. Mm-hmm. And I believe you caught you saw it first and made us rewatch it. Um, the knife uh, breaks off on the back of her head. Like it bends. The, it bends like out of the way, like completely. And uh, it's then clearly the, a cardboard knife. Yeah, and then it cuts to the next scene where the knife is coming out of her mouth. Yeah, and they rip off that Lucio Fulci the, shot. The, zon- uh, the house by the cemetery shot. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe Lucio Fulci. Which movie came out first? Uh, House by the Cemetery was 70s. Was it? Yeah. I thought it pretty came out the 80s. Pretty positive. Okay, sure fact check that. Yeah, fact check that. Because fact maybe Lucio Fulci ripped off pieces. I doubt it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Lucio <laughs> Fulci's like, I do what I want. <laughs> Mamma mia. <laughs> I'm going to hurt everybody. Oh, fuck. Okay, when did pieces come out? 1982. Okay, Pieces came out a year after. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he probably ripped him off. Yeah, he probably ripped off House by the Cemetery, um, which yeah. is one of my favorites. So the pro- so another professor's dead and a girl. Yeah. <laughs> who gets stabbed through the mouth. Yep. Um, there's also a scene where another girl dies. Like, he's creeping on a, a, an aerobics class or a dance class. And it's like, oh, he wants the woman's legs. Because if you have pieced it together... Yeah, you think he would want the dancer's legs. If you, if you have a piece it together... Why it's called pieces is that he's collecting body parts from women to make the puzzle. 
Like, yeah. he puts together the... You know it's the child because he's putting together yeah. a puzzle the whole time. So he's putting together a woman of some... Like a Frankenstein's monster, just stitching him together. Um, <clears throat> which you don't find off to the end, but you could probably piece it together. Piece. Pieces. Uh, but yeah, you think he's going for legs. He does not... He chops off her arms. He takes her arms. It's like he the dancer, and then he gets... So he goes at, now that I'm thinking about it, he goes after a tennis player yeah. and chops off her legs. Yeah. Which I, I guess, you know, you would work, exercise your legs a lot in that. But still, you, you you think the dancer would be is like, man, that dancer really knows how to use her arms. The best thing, one of the best scenes of the movie. <clears throat> but I don't know shit about dancing, so maybe that's like a huge thing. One of the best scenes of the movie is when the tennis player gets killed. And Kendall and Linda Day George find find the body. <laughs> they go inside and just start screaming, "Bastard! Bastard! <laughs> Bastard! <laughs> Bastard!" <laughs> and it is so screeching. And like, another, she sounds like a banshee. And, and, and they Willard is there because. Uh, I guess the fight song of the school is playing over an over intercom. A chainsaw, sorry, no person in half. Yeah, and, and so they ask Willard to like turn it off. But don't they like, hey, uh, can you turn off the music? He's like, well, I mean, it has something to do with like the computer system or some shit. Doesn't he say something like that? Uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like, like oh, he's just a groundskeeper. Or- what the fuck does he know about that? Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm just a groundskeeper. Why would I know about that? And it's like, well, where is it? He's like, it's up here in this room, and that button turns it off. And if you switch the switch, you can turn the sound down or up, and you can control it this way. But I don't know anything about it because I'm groundskeeper. And it's like, okay. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I don't know shit about that sound system, which is a THC <laughs> like modeled 1978. The school didn't have the budget for the newest one, so they had to get a previous model and install it. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the tennis scene, uh, none of the cast knew how to play tennis. What? None of the cast knew how to play tennis. Really? Yeah. Even Linda Day. None of them knew how to play okay, tennis. Okay, well, she, she faked uh, it well enough. They, they hired a coach for like a couple of days just so they could get enough to where they could at least serve the correct way. And that's it. Nobody knew how to play tennis. That's funny. Uh, yeah, so the cops deputize Kendall. <laughs> yes, the cops deputize the child. Uh, Kendall, for no reason. Kendall's trying to fuck Linda Day George the whole time. Yes, uh... The, uh, apparently she declined to she have declined a, a sex scene, scene. yeah she declined a sex scene with Kendall which good for her yeah good <laughs> I for think her. that would make the movie way more awkward yeah, especially since her husband is in it yeah I, I, probably what she did also she's probably like no that, that's, that doesn't make any sense he looks like Screech and it's yeah, like looks- who's Screech he's from that show Saved by the Bell it's not out yet but <laughs> you'll find out in a few out. years <laughs> you'll see <laughs> um so it kind of comes to a head um Linda Day George goes to talk to the dean at his house. Uh, you quickly find out that the dean is the killer because he drugs Linda Day George. And he's like, ah, I'm going to take your feet. Because he tried to take feet from somebody else. Yes. And the feet didn't fit the shoes. Yeah. Which were his mother's shoes. Yes. So the woman he's trying to make is a sex doll of his mom. Pretty much. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> because why not? And uh, he uh, like I can't wait to take you to Waterbed 101. <laughs> <laughs> so she's all doped up, and he's like, 
explain the plan or whatever. Yeah, and well, not really. Not really. He's, he's just, just he's talking just about cut feet off. Because let's talk about her detective work. She just pretty much <laughs> solely, work? yeah, she pretty much just played tennis, hung out with Kendall, and blamed Professor Brown, who had nothing to do with it. Oh yeah. And Professor she even Brown. went to the dean to say, "We, I need to know about Professor Brown because he's going to do this and this and this. And then she's like, oh, God, I'm drugged. It, oh, my gosh. Like, why would he drug me? Why is he talking about killing people? Oh, no, Professor Brown must have gotten to him. <laughs> <laughs> Which earlier we, we get introduced to Professor Brown in a really awkward scene. Yeah, where the girl who talks about waterbed sex and pot yeah. is like, Oh, where are your nipples? I don't know what nipples are. And, <laughs> but she uses a different term for it, and I can't remember it. At yeah. Time. And he's like, ah, your nipples are right here. It touches his chest yeah, very gingerly. Here <laughs> and here. And she's yeah. like, ah, all my friends say something's wrong with them. <laughs> because they're, they're, they're attracted to him for some reason? Yeah, they're uh, for some reason. Everybody's like, just attracted to you're Attracted to not very, attracted people very, in this movie. like... <laughs> I don't know, like maybe maybe back in the eighties or something that was like, oh fuck, they are on fire. Like, maybe. That is, like I don't know, like oh man, do you see that guy with his hair parted to the right completely <laughs> with a bull cut in the back and a huge brown mustache wearing a brown coat and a turtleneck? That is the hottest piece of fuck I've ever seen in my life. Like man, I wish he would take those corduroys and shove them right in me. Like I don't know, maybe that was the hot commodity at the time. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, real quick, the the professor, uh, the the dean. Sorry, the dean is played by Edmund Purdon, who was in a bunch of stuff. Actually, a lot of these actors were like a shitload of like exploitation and genre films. Yeah, and they yeah. were all just in this piece of crap. <laughs> um, piece no, I love this movie. Crap. Yeah, but, um, we lo- I I love this movie too. But Edmund Edmund Purdon. Uh, is one of the only actors to get his feet and hands removed from the uh, front of the Chinese theater. Oh, really? Did you hear about this? No. <laughs> yeah. So he was like in three movies. He's a young, up-and-coming actor. Like, he had a lot of hype around him. Okay. So much so that by his third movie, they're like, hey, we want to put your feet and hands in front of the Chinese theater. And a whole bunch of people got upset. They're like, we're protesting about, like, how much of a veteran you should be and blah, blah, blah. Before and stink your... was made, yeah. Before being immortalized uh, in the concrete. So they removed his arms and <laughs> hands. The owner of the Chinese theater removed <laughs> removed the piece of uh, concrete and he got replaced by Yul Brenner. Wow. <laughs> so where is that? Did, it, did he like break it or is it just sitting somewhere in somebody's garage? Maybe. Like this was once on yeah, the street I don't know. in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's probably in the uh, warehouse where they store all the artifacts of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Just put in a box and just like, where's it going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she, she figures it out. Actually, the most helpful cop in this whole thing is probably Steve Branya's character. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, not really, because it was, again, Kendall bringing up the point. Yeah, Kendall figures it out. Or, well... Does he? Or was it the inspector who mentioned that he thinks it was the dean after looking to his background and then he mentions that like, Kendall found yeah, Kendall found the paperwork. Yeah, that's right. Because we're he going was like, through. Oh my god, she just went and saw the dean. Yeah. Like at seven. We've gotta get over there. Yeah, they were in the library 
or you know, the library was like the evidence room or whatever. And they're going through like all like the different like old articles and stuff, and they find something connected to it. But yeah, so she's knocked out. He's gonna cut her feet off. They show up. (laughs) The cops show up, and uh, uh, Kendall, (laughs) who they deputized, yeah, just (laughs) randomly. Come on, Kendall, let's go get this guy. (laughs) And he's like, all right. And they're like, and later, if you're real good, I'll fuck you too. <laughs> I'll give George you the Christopher George out. special. <laughs> hey, did you know the school had a waterbed room? <laughs> oh, no. Professor Waterbed got killed. No! <laughs> God damn this man. <laughs> this psychopath. He's a fucking monster. <laughs> um, and so they shoot the fuck out of the dean. <laughs> Yep, pump him full of holes. Um, they they haul his body away and like, good job. And uh, Linda Day George is heavily sedated. Kendall starts awkwardly touching her face and shit. It's like, yeah, dude, like, please stop. Like she's this is not she's okay. acknowledged that she is oh like alive. Yeah, like please, like stop, <laughs> stop being so handsy. Yeah. Um, they get her out. Uh, Steve Branio's like, hey, good job, kid. You maybe make a good cop one day. And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to school for something uh, that doesn't involve me killing black people. Yeah. And he's like, oh, agree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, hold on. And he, well, they open up a closet door yeah. right before that, and, and they find the, the woman that he's the dean was putting, putting together. together. Yeah. She falls out. She's laying on the ground. Kendall's like, hold on. I forgot my coat. And he runs to get his coat off the chair. And the body tears his penis off. <laughs> the body comes alive. The arm comes up and grabs his junk and rips his balls off. Why? No idea. Don't know how that worked out at all. Which, the actor who plays Kendall actually injured his groin. During that scene. Really? How? They used a razor blade to pop the squib and it cut his groin. Oh, crap. <laughs> Yikes. So he quit acting after this movie, probably because of that. Really? <laughs> probably. I mean, he quit. Like this yeah, was his last. This was movie. His last movie. Yeah, he retired. Nobody knows where he went. Oh, mystery. Yeah. yeah, that should be our next uh, our next episode. Finding Ian Sarah. Yeah, the guy, the man Ian who played Sienna. Kendall. Yeah. Um, Eli Roth has a has a theory. Remember, he talked about an episode of Joe Bob when they talk about pieces, mm-hmm. and he said like, "Well, you have this character that like uses women, and like all this." Like he's a he's a Don Juan type character, and he's like you know treating him like whatever you know. Yeah. And then like the ultimate come come up for him is at the end, a woman made up of multiple women rips his junk off, and he's like in a way it's kind of like poetic. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, get- it's coming from Eli Roth, who got in some trouble at one point for like <laughs> sending dick pics to fans and stuff. So I don't know. Oh really? I didn't hear. I heard there's a rumor. Yeah, I don't know how true it is. I haven't done the research, but uh, Eli, you behave yourself. Yeah, but he also has had some misogynistic behavior in, in quite a few of his movies. So who yeah, knows? that's true. I mean, I like Eli, but uh, <laughs> I just find him funny. <laughs> so yeah, there's a teapot guy in the kettle black. <laughs> yeah, um, but he, um, uh, I did want to mention the other thing that we saw. In the movie is when he pulls out the puzzle originally. Um, at the end, show, when Kendall at the finds end, him. When he finds the puzzle, the puzzle he holds up to the camera is different than the one the camera closes up. Yeah, on. when it shows the close up, it's the puzzle from the beginning of the movie. Whenever you see it far off, you can clearly tell it's a different picture. Yeah. <laughs> because the puzzle's put together in the box. 
Um, and so he's just holding the box. You can see inside the box is a different picture. Yeah. Uh, pieces. <laughs> yeah, that's pieces. 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 Is, is a piece of pretty good film. <laughs> it's a pretty fun movie. I like pieces. And also, if you guys say... want to own this, I say you pick up the Grindhouse releasing Blu-ray of it if you can. Grindhouse releasing always takes a lot of time. Uh, putting together the releases that's why they don't put them out too often but uh, packed with special features is a great transfer and also comes with a CD with all the music from the movie like all the releases come with a CD with uh, the soundtrack on it and a booklet the soundtrack by Cam (laughs) oh yeah it is Cam that's that's this movie (laughs) it's me Cam my name's Cam oh no I'm uh, Juan's neighbor Cam (laughs) he just hired me he's like hey uh Hey, I bought you a dime bag. Would you do the soundtrack? I'm like, sure, man. Hey, can my friend Waterbed be in the movie? <laughs> He's like, all right. I do need to pad this out. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that brings us brings us to our next segment. All righty. To another curation of Blaze's cabinet of video game curiosities. So, what video game? Uh, do you want to talk about? I remember before the show started, you said, uh, "Oh no!" You said during this show when we were talking about the video game earlier, like, "Well, it's probably better than the one I have for <laughs> for the segment." Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad game. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's a uh, fun concept. It's kind of plays with like supernatural slash home invasion kind of story. Okay. Um, it's called Blink the Last Night. Like it's like whenever you're at home alone and somebody tries to break into your house. But just a fucking ghost. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Call the cops on that. Um, but it's by Abandoned House Studios, published and developed by them. Uh-huh. Um, it came out uh, last month, actually. So I actually was trying to look for something a little newer. And uh, I found this, which is interesting because your character, uh, as they move around and stuff like that, they, they actually do like close their eyes and open their eyes. And... Um, they play with the gameplay mechanics of how that works. Like different things will appear or things will change around the room that are slight that you don't notice because you were blinking. That's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. And uh, so you're a babysitter and you're watching a child for some doctor and he calls and asks you to give her a present and everything like that for her upcoming birthday because he's not getting out of the hospital until later. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you go upstairs, you do a couple missions, and then you notice that there's another voice in the room with the little girl. Um, and then when you break in, you see this strange sort of entity uh, stealing away the girl. So the, the the rest of the game is pretty much helping you and the girl uh, escape from this house now that there's like this strange... Well, actually, I take it back. I don't know if he's a doctor or a cop because he's got like police files on his desk and i'm assuming that leads to where the story is because this spirit is supposed to be this vengeful creature like looking for revenge i mean he could just be a college student that gets hired by the police it could be a college student it's kindle Kendall. <laughs> this is kindle's daughter have you looked at his junk yeah <laughs> that's, that's kindle i've seen that dick <laughs> look at that mangled cock. from two different <laughs> angles i know that dick like the back of my dick <laughs> Um, it's because we sword fought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, 
No, it uh, it is a first person game. Uh, the graphics are really good. It's uh, only four chapters, so it's pretty short. I I just got it like uh, the day before yesterday, so I haven't gotten to play through it all the way. But so far, it's been an enjoyable game. It's only like five bucks, and I believe it is available on uh, it is on Steam for sure. But I believe it said it was available for PlayStation as well. Okay, cool. So. Nice. Um, it is definitely something to check out. Uh, it it's uh, the one thing I will say is, good God, the voice acting is bad. <laughs> it is bad. Like who I believe the main character's name is Mary, and I don't know who voiced her, but like she's like stutters through her lines and stuff like that, like <laughs> and, like inappropriately. Like it's just yes. Doctor Policeman Chief, I will give cake, give her the cake for her birthday, and the rabbit doll. He's like, I didn't tell you to give her the rabbit doll yet. Yes, I will give her the rabbit doll. And it's like hey, you really need to wait for your lines. Yes, the no. rabbit doll. Um, but other than that, um, I didn't see too much other things done by Abandoned House Studios so far. Um, so I think this is probably one of their, uh, first bigger projects. So I'm interested to see what's going to come of them because, uh, at four bucks, you know, you can't really go wrong. It's a short game, you know, spook yourself out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So check it out. So blink. Yep. Blink the last nightmare. The sequel to blinks. The or cat. I'm sorry. Blink the last night. Oh, okay. The sequel to blinks the cat. Yes. The sequel to the Xbox hit, Blinks the Cat. A, a cat with a vacuum cleaner. That's it. He, you remember him? Everyone does. He might as well be a fucking Mario. Like. It, was, it was in that weird period whenever every company was trying to make their own, you know, yeah. Crash Bandicoot or Spyro. Yeah, like they're just trying to make any animal character they Blinks could. Blinks the Jack and Daxter. And yeah, like any of the. They're trying Ratchet to, and Clank. Yeah, they're and, trying to match with Naughty Dog or Insomniac Games, or or even Sucker Punch because they have Sly Cooper. Like those were like the big ones that had like really successful say, animal think, characters. But like Microsoft kept on trying, and Microsoft could not crack the code. No. <laughs> Sly Cooper was a good one though. <laughs> Yeah, so it's Jack and Daxter and Ratchet. Yeah, and no, and they're they're all yeah. good. Yeah, all three of those companies were really good at like making like animal characters, or, like furry type of characters. Yeah, not furries. <laughs> furries <laughs> like, uh. like like uh, you know. I say that because like Ratchet isn't a he's he's like an alien. He's just like a furry creature. Um. Uh. But but Microsoft tried like Blinks and they tried a couple other characters. They tried to bring Conkers back. Oh, God. Well, I will admit, I love no, that. No, Conkers is a good Conker's game. Conkers bad for it. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, but that re- that remaster they did for Xbox is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I did notice that the, the uh, they do have Blinks for free on the Xbox store now. <laughs> do they? Yeah, like, did anyone really want this? No. <laughs> no. They're like, yeah, that's why we put it here. <laughs> yeah, Microsoft was trying. I don't think they ever broke, broke it, though. Never, no. Uh, never I broke think the they, code. I think the, you know... They they have Master Chief and they have Gears of War. Yeah, they got Marcus Phoenix. Yeah, Marcus yeah. Phoenix. You you got two great characters to lean on there. So. You got you got two characters that love to murder. Yeah, that's better than more Blinks more the cat. one more violent thing than the other one. Yes, very true. <laughs> but I was always more of a Gears of War guy than a Halo guy. Um, 
I'm 50-50. Just because just you know, I'm more of a story player than a like multiplayer kind of guy. I mean, Halo has a story mode also. But I, find I was going to say, did you ever play I, the story I, in Halo I don't find 2? It, I don't find it as interesting as... Like their multiplayer stuff. Did you play Halo, Halo too? Yeah, I played. I played all the first three games. Dude, I love that that story. Yeah, I know it goes. I mean, because the first it, one's like, "Go kill Green Man," he he he, and then two is like, "You are the Arbiter, abandoned by your people." Blah blah blah. And the, three is like, "Hey, go kill Green people." And then the <laughs> Arbiter is, <laughs> and the Arbiter is Keith David, which is always awesome. Yeah, no, I love. You know, that it's one. Master yeah. Chief and Keith David teaming up. Uh, and at one point they talked to Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what that is? That big Venus flytrap thing? Yeah, sure. What is that thing? I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. See, exactly. Story doesn't matter. <laughs> it's all about right. Gears of War. It's about taking shit tons of steroids and killing things with a chainsaw gun. <laughs> so yeah, blink the last night. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That brings us to our next segment. Mythology. Bye. Oh, uh, bi- biology. Yeah, biology. Biology. Right. Okay, so I assume that our story today has to do with Master Chief. Yes. Okay, good. I wanted to keep it related. Yes. So we're doing the Master Chief story. What's pieces? We're talking about Halo. <laughs> yeah, no, we've been talking about Halo this whole time. Um,. So, this one is from Japanese culture. Ah, uh, Japanese. Japanese. <laughs> you know, we're... Well, no, that'd be Chinese, a kung fu professor. Never mind. Going on. <laughs> we'll just stereotype everything. Yeah, just... Uh, oh, sorry. Bad chop <laughs> <laughs> Uh So, we are going to talk about the Gasha Dokuru. And so, guess what? That kills women and takes their parts? No. Wow. It is made from pieces. Yeah? Of what? Of uh, fallen soldiers on battlefields and oh. people who have died in famine in the forest. Well, that's pretty cool. So what it is, is that uh, when somebody dies this way, there's so much negative energy left behind due to war or due to... Uh, battle or famine or whatever like that that uh when the bones start uh rotting the negative energy starts to come out and all of the bones in the area collect together to make this giant skeletal creature mm-hmm. called agashidokuru um you actually see them in a lot of japanese artwork and there's a very famous piece with the giant skeleton from a folklore tale about a young woman oh, who's avenging laying, her general. Is it like uh, laying on its side, kind of? Like, is it like a vertical painting? It's a vertical painting, but he's actually so huge he's outside the window. Painting. Oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking a different one. I think about yeah. that horizontal painting. No, right? no, no. Like, she is tiny. Oh, he okay. big. Oh, I think I know. So, so the negative energy all gets together and creates this giant monster that will just roam through the Japanese forests and. Uh, coming across people um uh they call uh, apparently gasha gasha uh is like the sound of chatter like mm. the onomatopoeia in japanese so they would say that it made that noise chattering while That's walking creepy. around and when it would find a traveler or anything like that it would uh crush them and make their bones into dust like a giant or it would bite your head off 
So uh, now uh, the thing about these creatures is that they don't die. They're too big and too powerful to kill. Mm -hmm. So the only way they go away is when all the negative energy is burnt out of all the bones. Okay. So then they fall apart and turn into dust after that. All right. So they, um, there was a, a story about a uh, young woman who was avenging uh, her general dad who was killed in the battle while doing a siege on a town to try and take it over. It was only and her dad generally? It was generally her dad. Just generally her dad. Yeah. Generally. Not just generally. I mean, not strictly her dad. It's just but somewhere, somewhere yeah. in there. Somewhere in that gray in general area. area generally her father, dad. And yeah. being a sperm donor. Yeah. Generally her dad. Yeah. You know, he might buy pizza on the weekends and let her watch a rented movie, but yeah. he's still going out to the bar when you go to bed. Yeah, still trying to cheat on your mom. Yeah, still trying to cheat on your mom. Yeah. Um, so uh, after he is killed in this, she actually uses black magic to summon his dead soldiers and everything like that to create Agashidokuru and attack and siege the town, but it ends up being so negative that it destroys that town and then comes and destroys her town and eats her. So, yeah. Uh, it is a big, scary, giant skeleton made out of a bunch of dead people pieces. Yeah. And he kills the military. He's like, oh, sweet, new pieces. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. And the only way to get rid of them is for them to run their course. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I thought that was a pretty fitting one nice. for this. Yeah. Today. For some reason. For some yeah, reason. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, pieces and, and, and a monster that has pieces is making sense. But what does that have to do with Master Chief? <laughs> yeah, what does that do with fucking Master Chief, please? <laughs> because the general was a Master Chief. Like, <laughs> oh, it's the Flood. Yes. Oh. He's fighting the Flood. <laughs> yes. The general was a member of the Flood. Oh. <laughs> and generally, the speaking. generally speaking. Generally speaking. He's he's speaking. A, generally a member of the generally. Flood. <laughs> Right. That, that's a cool story, though. Yeah, yeah. Ashidokuru. Yeah. Look it up. It's pretty neat. And uh, like I said, there is, I, I can't remember the name of the artist, and I would totally butcher his name, but if I had it, I would attempt. Okay. And I would be open to criticism. Well, but it's uh, a very famous piece of old, like, medieval artwork from we'll, Japan. We'll find it. We'll find it. We'll put it on the Instagram. Okay. Because, you know, you can use stuff for pictures. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so we'll post it on the Instagram. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Cool. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, the next episode, next two episodes, we're going to be talking about two very different Sam Neill films. Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic Park, <laughs> Sam Neill. Yes. And then we're going to talk about In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah. Um, two very different uh, films. Yeah. No, those are two good ones. We had yeah. to talk about at least one bad one. <laughs> so, next episode. We're going to be talking about the Sam Neill, Lawrence Fishburne starring classic, <laughs> Event Horizon, because Blaze is so happy to talk about it. Uh, boy. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Lawrence Fishburne movies over the last couple of weeks. I can't So we're going to watch another Lawrence Fishburne movie. This I've been following the new Beverly programming, so I've been kind of going along with their calendar. So there's like a week I watched like nothing but movies starring Lawrence Fishburne. I, I, I've watched like 10 Lawrence what Fishburne movies. What was the last one you were watching when I came over? 
the one that you came that I was watching was Deep Cover. Deep Cover. Okay. I gave you a DVD copy of it. Yeah, you did. Drunkenly one night. So you have it at your house. Do you need it back? <laughs> no, I have the Blu-ray. I have the Criterion Collection oh, okay. version of it. That's why I gave you the DVD copy because oh, I don't okay. need it anymore. But you said drunkenly. I don't know. Jeez. I'm like, dang it. Never bring it back to me. I'm like, no, I'm sober. You give me back my Lawrence yeah, Fishburne Jeff Goldblum film. Give me Deep Impact. <laughs> or Deep Cover. Deep whatever. Cover. Um... Uh, yeah, give me my Deep Impact give me DVD also. I'll give you Deep Impact down the water, bed. <laughs> <laughs> Are we parents? <laughs> sure. <laughs> to this podcast. Just generally. This is our baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. We fuck every week to make this. <laughs> we just start recording on waterbed. We <laughs> um, just put it in the middle of my living room. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about Event Horizon. <laughs> We can do that on the warp. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this would be a great idea. Don't worry, guys. We're talking about Event Horizon. Yeah. Uh, you won't be bored It's a better, a better space Hellraiser than the Hellraiser that was set in space. Uh, and then the week after that, we're going to be talking about a really good Sam Neill film that a lot of people have trouble finding. And because of that, don't talk about enough, called Possession. From the, uh, an 80s psychological horror film. But uh, until then... If you guys do want to reach us, you can at the email, bladedapplespod at gmail.com. Or you can reach us at the Instagram. If you like what you hear, give a recommendation to a friend, to an enemy, to a random homeless person on the street that for some reason has a cell phone. To a friend of me. But nothing <laughs> but nothing else. Have you does that ever weird you out? Like when you see like somebody that's like you know, on the side of the street like asking for money or whatever, but they have like a smartphone? Not really, because a lot of places will provide that so they can help with like job searching and stuff uh, like that. Okay. So Right. Yeah. They're like you could call the, the, the shelter. Go to the go to the shelter. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise me. If they gave it to me, I would just sell it for <laughs> for money so I can buy food. Or drugs. I would do or drugs. Or drugs, yeah. <laughs> I turned this phone in for smack. I do not. I, like, I absolutely, whenever I get, uh, like, give somebody on the streets money, I, I'm like, I do not care what you do with it. Like, I literally do not. Like, I, being homeless would be fucking awful. It would be the worst. It would be fucking awful. And it's like, j- just doing this shit, I'm on, just living, I have four different pills yeah, like it's great. I couldn't imagine being homeless. Yeah, get fucked up. I don't blame you. Yeah. That shit's horrible, and it should not be happening. But I'm done. My okay. favorite was whenever you went to give that homeless person money. <laughs> no, oh, like, no give me this. that instead. Remember you you tried to give him like a dollar or something. Yeah, like a five. Also though, oh, I don't said, remember. That. You don't remember that? No. And he said no. Give me the five, and you gave it to him. Well, of course I did. He, he called me out. <laughs> no, no, fuck I, that. Fuck that guy. That's what happened. 100%. Like, you remember when, uh, our friend from Walk and Roll, my favorite Chinese delivery? The one that verbally abuses you? Yeah. Oh, he's the best. I love him. But he, uh, one time he came over and uh, it, it looked like I thought they were adding like a partial tip. Uh-huh. Because they were at first, and then they stopped doing it, and I wasn't paying attention, so I was just adding like a couple bucks onto that because I thought it was charging the delivery fee to go to there. Yeah, right. And uh, I found out that was not true by him grabbing the receipt, pointing at me, and saying, "You only give two dollars." <laughs> like 
make it five. Like, I drive across town. <laughs> like, I was like, fuck. Like, I'm sorry. But like, he doesn't drive across town. We live very close to that, walk and roll. Oh, wait. We've always lived close to walk and roll. Yeah, that guy was fucking lying. Yeah, well, <laughs> they got bullied uh, ever, into a bigger ever since then, I only tip five dollars. Dude, fuck that. I, I would I would tip less. I would, I would tip him a fucking dollar. Fuck no, him. No, I love it. He actually brought over presents for Christmas. It was really Oh, nice. did he? Yeah. Did he call you fat? No, he hasn't done that in a while. <laughs> yeah, because you lost a shitload of weight. Uh, Before he verbally abused you. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, it, actually, it's funny because I always mention, like, uh, you know, he's like, ah, oh, is that your girlfriend in there? I'm like, yeah, like same as last time. He's like, you have a girlfriend now. I'm like, I've had a girlfriend. I told you about this. He's like, oh, look at you going places. You have a girlfriend. I'm like, I've had a girlfriend for six years. He's like, like, ah, not gay. <laughs> he pulls out a little notebook. He's <laughs> right. like, he's like, fat crosses it out. Gay question mark crosses it out. <laughs> <laughs> He's just learning about his routes, man. He's just going down the list. I'm going to try to stereotype something here. You're not helping me. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can reach us. Speaking of getting money, you want to donate to Blaze, you can donate to Blaze. No, you don't do that. Give him five bucks. Why not? So he can buy drugs. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what? I won't turn it down. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can reach us on the email or on the Instagram page. Um, if you have a recommendation or if you have a concern or a comment or if you would like to hear us talk about something or whatever, you can reach us on there. Um, thanks to Stefan Mize for doing our artwork. You can check him out on Instagram, Stefan Mize, or at the Crawling Panther Tattoo Parlor. Awesome guy. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Blaze for co-hosting. And uh, I will never verbally assault you when you're dropping off your Chinese food. Thank you. Or would I? Would you? I don't know. One way to find out. All right. <laughs> I'll get call, a job doing I'll it. I'll call for pickup and have you go get it. <laughs> Here's your chop suey, you fat piece of gay shit. Ah, this <laughs> is like, bad I, chop suey. <laughs> you're like, but I'm neither of those things. I'm like, damn, I pull out my notebook and I cross out <laughs> both of them. I'm, I'm still pretty chubby. But... <laughs> nah. Oh, okay. Uh, sexy bitch, look at those abs. Uh, sure. They can't oh, tell. God, he doesn't know I'm wearing... This is all audio. He doesn't know I'm wearing a muscle t-shirt right now. It's just painted on muscles. He's, it's, yeah, he's jacked. Got a huge hog, too. <laughs> he doesn't know I'm wearing fake penis pants. He's <laughs> pants with a giant Wait, penis on the front. That's an extendo dick. No. <laughs> fake dick. No, it's real. <laughs> Uh, anything to add? Nope. All right. Well, until next time, guys, remember every day is Halloween, so please act accordingly. All right. Bye. Bye.